0: our theme is celebrating divine truth. That's wonderful, right? Celebrating divine truth. I love that theme. And today's talk is above all else. (sighs) Take a deep breath. (laughs) Above all else. So, you know, it's been uh, kind of a year, hasn't it? (laughs) It has been some kind of year. March 15th was the last Sunday, I think, we were open for people to come into the sanctuary. You know, they self-selected whether they would or would not come into the building, right? That was, yeah, it was March 15th, you know. Um, wow. And we've been closed ever since to to people in the sanctuary, and we've been live streaming. And... Um, I'm going to get up close and personal right now for a few minutes. I don't usually do this because, you know, well, it doesn't make for a good talk. I mean, who wants to know about me? That's boring. (laughs) But bear with me because I just want to spend a few minutes. It has been a really long and difficult year, and um, I miss our spiritual community. (sighs) I miss... Uh, the hugs, (laughs) and I miss the laughs, and I miss the sharing of food. I miss the hospitality. I miss Larry walking around trying to give us all cake. (laughs) Um, I miss uh, the the talks, you know, at the end. I miss Eric putting up all the tables and rearranging the chairs and helping us get us places to sit. I miss the gatherings. I miss the group events Um, I miss meeting in person. I miss the classes in the classrooms where we would sit in circles and just, just be with one another. I miss the lunches. I miss the walks that we took to raise money. I miss the concerts. I miss walking through life side-by-side side with you. And there have been times that I thought, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> or I'm not doing a good enough job of my job. All of the ways in which we do spiritual community have gone away because of the pandemic. And we're trying to invent new ways to be together apart. (laughs) And we are doing a lot of that, I think. And you know, there are still times I thought, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough at this. And um, that's really been very challenging. For me in these last months. And you know, there is something I came to um, that Richard Bach had written in the book Illusions. He wrote, There is no such thing as a problem without a gift for you in its hands. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, there is no such thing as a problem without a gift for you in its hands. You seek problems because you need their gifts. You know, I'm wildly extroverted. I don't know if you know this about me. (laughs) I hide it real well, right? No, I am wildly extroverted. I love, um, I recharge by being with people. That's the difference really between introverts and extroverts, right? We can all be very social, but introverts recharge by being alone and extroverts recharge by being with people. So, I love being in groups. I love being with people. That's how I recharge. So this time has been particularly difficult for me, you know. And I and I kept thinking to myself, introverts. Oh gosh, they must be loving this time. They're probably not as upset sheltering in place as I am because um, they're getting to recharge. But you know, even now, I am beginning to suspect that even the introverts are are kind of getting a little antsy by now. So. So getting back to the problem and the gift, I'm reminded of what Gandalf said to Frodo in the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, Frodo had said, I wish it need not have happened (laughs) in my time. Excuse me. Jeez. Anyway. And then Gandalf said, so do I. And so do all who live to see such times. But it is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And that, for me, is the gift in this pandemic. We decide, we get to decide what we do with the time that is given to us. And for me, for me, this time has driven me deeper into our faith philosophy. That is the gift that it has given to me. In Ideas of Power, Ernest Holmes said this, we shall never successfully practice our science unless we do spend much time seeking the thing within us, which is beyond fear, beyond isolation, beyond separation, beyond good and evil, beyond what theology teaches. Now, some people I know, when challenging times occur, they lose their faith. Some doubt their faith, right? And I know we've all been there, right? Does this stuff work? Does this really work? I get it. I, I absolutely get it. And still others abandon their faith totally. This stuff doesn't work, you know? Those people that come here try it for a couple of weeks and go, ah, this stuff doesn't work because they don't get instant results. Well, for some of us, Some of us, it causes us to go deeper into the faith. We can walk away or we can recommit or do really anything in between. But for me, these challenging times cause us, cause me to live more authentically than ever before. And who we are is made more apparent as the challenges that we're walking through peel away the masks we wear. Not those masks, but, you know, these masks, right? Those are the ones I'm talking about, right? And what is within us comes out. Um, I, I'm reminded of that story about the, you know, waiting online line for the coffee and, in whatever, in your, in your coffee shop, and, and you get your coffee, and you turn around to walk away, and someone jostles you and bumps into you, and the coffee spills out all over the place. And the question is, why? You know, why? Why did that happen? And you'd and you'd say, well, it happened because somebody bumped into me. And no, it happened because coffee was what was in the cup, right? Why did the coffee spill? Because that's what was in the cup. If you had a cup of tea, tea would have spilled out of your cup. But coffee came out because coffee what was is, was what was in the cup. And in challenging times like these. What is inside of you comes out because it's what's inside of you. And so that's what drives me deeper into this philosophy. Because I want truth to come out of me. I want to speak truth all the time. And challenges like this, pandemics where we're sheltered at home, where we're isolated from each other, where we can't even get a decent hug. (laughs) Challenges like this call us to question. Do I really believe what I say I believe? Is my truth enough for me to rely on when things are challenging as as my truth is reliable when things are delightful? Do I rely on this teaching with my whole heart, with my whole mind, with my whole being, when it's really called into question. Is there any place where my faith breaks down in times like this? Where it says, my belief only goes so far, and then after that I'm on my own. Are there any places in me that doubt? These are the questions that drive me to go deeper into our faith philosophy. And I go back to the teaching again and again. And Dr. Holmes speaks to me from across the decades. (laughs) And he says this, I don't know how spiritual spiritual is. How more spiritual can you be than to believe that God is all there is and to love and to adore God and to talk to God and to know you live in God and God lives in you. You are the person. This is the place. Now is the occasion. Right here is the time. The word is in your mouth. You are good enough. You know enough. You are spiritual enough. It's on page 153 in Ideas of Power. That is the truth of our faith tradition. We are the people. This is the place. Now is the occasion. Right here is the time. It is up to us in this challenging time to prove the principle to ourselves. This, my friends, is where the rubber meets the road. (laughs) This is the time for us to prove to ourselves that our faith philosophy Is vibrant, is dynamic, it is alive, it absolutely is our answer, and it carries us through challenging times like these. We must rely on it fully, not part of the time, not only when things are easy, but when things are hard. In Creative Mind, Ernest Holmes says, what is the spirit anyway? We all answer, well, of course, it is God. Where is the spirit? It is present at all times in all places. True spirituality must simply come to realize the presence of spirit. It must be coming to rely on it more than anything else. The one, then, who is the most spiritual is simply the one who relies the most. That's all. No matter where he is, he must rely. He must trust. He must believe. We do not have to give up anything but negative thought and act. And that was from Creative Mind. That was the first book that Ernest Holmes ever published in 1919. we don't have to give up anything but the negative thought. Well, Dr. Holmes makes that sound real easy, doesn't he? <laughs> and you know, he said it's simple. He said it is simple. We must only do that. And it is simple. But sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy at all, is it? Sometimes I think it's the most difficult thing we are called to do to give up our negative thoughts, to give up our fear thoughts, to give up our lack thoughts, to give up our limitation thoughts, to give up our not enough thoughts. We don't have to give up anything but the negative thought. That is so powerful. You know, because, because why? Because core concept one says God is all there is right? How can you have a negative thought? There's not two, there is one. We don't have uh, good thoughts and bad thoughts, right? There are only thoughts. God is only one. God is one. There is not two. There is no duality. We have to absolutely come to the point where we fully rely on God. Remember that acronym? We talked about it a while back, right? Frog. Frog it. (laughs) F-R-O-G. Fully rely on God. That's our F word. Fully rely on God. Not sometimes, but all the times. Not when it's just easy to believe, but when it is challenging to believe. (sighs) Not when everything is going your way, but when nothing is going our way. Fully rely on God. Because I myself can do nothing. Nothing. Right? Jesus reminded us of that. We do nothing on our own. Really, we think we do, right? Oh, I'll handle this, God. (laughs) <laughs> like that old, that old joke about driving up and down the, the aisles. The woman was driving up and down the aisles looking for a, a parking spot next to the, the store. And then all of a sudden she prays to God, oh God, find me a spot. Would you please find me a spot really next to the, next to the store? And she drives up one aisle and sure enough, right in front of her, right close to the store, uh, someone is backing out right as she's coming in. And she says, "Never mind, God, I got it handled. <laughs> right? Instead of saying thank you. We think we're on our own. We think we've got it handled. But we don't. And each and every time we rationalize our fear feelings, you know, with I'm just being realistic or I'm just stating the facts or I'm just hedging my bets or I'm playing the odds or I'm going with the statistics. Every time we do that, We are putting the reins on spirit and we are holding it back from from creating miracles in our lives that we don't even know we're asking for. Fully rely on God means believing God can do, right? We are are not the doers. We are are maybe the directors. We're the actors. But what we know is we co-create. Right? We didn't make the power. We didn't make the presence. We co-create. And when we take the reins off God, when we stop playing it safe, when we stop being realistic, when we stop just checking the facts and thinking what's available to us because of the facts, we let God create miracles through our lives. What about the exception to the rule? We all know that. We all know the exception to the rule. What about the long shot? (laughs) What about leaving room for the miracle? We leave room for the miracle by not being realistic, by saying and knowing that God can do anything, right? God can do anything. When we pray, when we pray in earnest, not earnest, Earnestly, <laughs> not Dr. Holmes. When we pray earnestly, truthfully, when we are convinced we are changing our thinking, we do change our lives. Conditions around us change. That is the miracle. And when we, in our little willingness, hold open the idea of healing, healing happens. That is the miracle. When we manifest solutions, possibilities, probabilities, answers after prayer that we couldn't even imagine before prayer, that is the miracle. And when we remember, above all else, there is only one, there is only God. That is the miracle. When we come to fully rely on God and remember, remember it is not us. It is God working through us. It is God demonstrating through us. It is God manifesting through us. When we remember we are simply a vehicle for God to express itself through us, that that is the miracle. In Discover a Richer Life, Ernest Holmes said this. He said, spiritual mindedness is the persistent and consistent attempt to feel the divine everywhere and in all things. It is the capacity not only to believe in, but also to perceive to feel, and to react to this unitary wholeness, an essence, an infinite personalness, a beauty, a love. And I also believe a laughter which exists in the universe. It is the ultimate reality. And that is what I believe. Now is the time. We are the people we must do away with our thoughts of duality, our thoughts of fear, our thoughts of lack, our thoughts of limitation. We must be those guardians at the gate. And before something even comes out of our mouths, we have to say, Is that a truth, a true statement? Is that a statement of truth? Or is it Human race consciousness just blabbing, (laughs) just coming out of us. Is it truth as I know it, as I understand it? In this spiritual philosophy I live every day of my life, is it truth or is it just a fact I've picked up along the way? Is it a family thought? Is it a fear thought? Is it a cultural thought? Is it from my grandfather? Is it from my parents? Before it even comes out of our mouths, we have to be the guardians at the gate because everything we say is an affirmation. Everything we say either limits us or frees us. Everything we say either manifests a greater life or it, or it constricts us. When we catch ourselves entertaining those thoughts, we have to cast Them out. And we have to cast them out without condemning ourselves. That's another good point, right? We have to cast out that thought without beating ourselves up for having it. It was human race consciousness. You know, the very thought of condemning ourselves because of what we thought is a false thought. Uh Haha, we can go down that rabbit hole too, but I'm not going to. But you understand what I'm saying, right? oh, here I go again, right? And we beat ourselves up or, oh, I'm so stupid, I forgot or, or I'm so predictable or whatever you say to yourself when you're putting yourself down for missing the mark. That's also the false thought. We have skilled behaviors and we have unskilled behaviors and it is, it is up to us to awaken to them to be that good guardian at the gate, to guard our thoughts, to, to ask ourselves, is that a thought of truth or is that just human race consciousness doing its thinking through me? And above all else, we must, we must stand in the truth alone. As we walk through this most challenging time of all, (laughs) I think of, of all that maybe we have experienced so far in life, as we are walking through this challenging time, we must double down our commitment to speak only truth, to live only truth, to think only truth. And that is where this faith philosophy comes in. That is why we go back to the book, we go back to the reading, we go back to prayer, so that we will speak only truth, we will exhibit only truth, we will be in our truth all the time. Remember, you are enough, like Ernest Holmes said. You are spiritual enough. What a lovely affirmation that is. In Can We Talk to God, which Ernest Holmes wrote in 1934, he said this, I believe in a religion of happiness and joy. There's too much depression and sorrow in the world. These things were never meant to be, and they have no place in the world of true reality. Religion should be like the morning sun sending forth its rays of light. It should be like the falling dew, covering the land with fragrance and sweetness. It should be like the cool of the evening and the repose of the night. It should be the spontaneous song of joy and not a funeral dirge. From the fullness of a joyous heart, the mouth should speak. And that is my gift in going through this challenging time. That is the gift that this problem had in its hands for me. That I go deeper into this faith philosophy. That I research more. That I read more. That I go deeper yet. That I commune with God. That I, that I think about these things that I consider only truth and that I share from the, from the depths of my heart the truth as I know it today with, with all of you. So that we walk through this time together. I'm not in front, I'm not behind, but we walk side by side through this time together. We emerge out the other side, in the sunshine, in the light, in the joy, because we are all lights. We are all enough. We are all spiritual enough, like Dr. Holmes said. And it, this spiritual philosophy of ours, will see us through to the other side. I love you all. Thank you very much.